Hello, I am Bob Bostock. You are listening to Discover DEP, the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection's official podcast. Each week, we will provide you with timely information about how DEP protects and preserves New Jersey's air, water, land, and natural and historic resources. Please feel free to add this podcast to your iTunes or RSS feed. You can also follow DEP on the web at nj.gov DEP. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to another edition of Discover DEP. You can download Discover DEP and subscribe to future editions through iTunes and Google Play. Today we're joined by Steve Rinaldi, a research scientist here at DEP, to talk about America Recycles Day, which is coming up on November 15th, and New Jersey's recycling efforts. America Recycles Day is a nationwide initiative, and it's designed to remind each of us of the many benefits of recycling. Of course, every day ought to be Recycling Day, but America Recycles Day is a great opportunity for all of us to be reminded of how important recycling is to the environment, to the economy, and really to our way of life. New Jersey and the DEP have been committed to promoting recycling for more than 30 years, and that commitment was made law in 1987 when New Jersey's mandatory recycling legislation was passed and signed into law by then-Governor Tom Kane. Ever since then, the state has been working hard to promote recycling across the entire state. Steve, thanks so much for joining us today. Glad to be here. Steve, tell us about America Recycles Day. America Recycles Day was started in 1997, and it's the only nationally recognized day of celebration and promotion of recycling. It's basically a program to create more awareness of recycling and the importance of recycling, and businesses and other organizations can conduct their own America Recycles Day events at their companies, at their schools, to raise awareness and educate people about recycling. So how did this initiative come about originally back in 1997? It was originated by the National Recycling Coalition and was eventually taken over by the Keep America Beautiful organization. And they felt at that time that recycling was starting to become a back burner issue and not getting the attention that it once had gotten. So this day was created to have another day of recognition and besides Earth Day, which is in the spring of the year. So what sort of events can a company or a school or other organization plan to help mark America Recycles Day? Really, companies and schools and other organizations can do anything they would like They can have a fair at their facility, bring in vendors of different recycled products and recycling vendors showing how different materials are recycled. They can just do a new type of collection program for a short period of time. Um, It's really open to anything. And the America Recycles Day website has information on how to organize events, how to register your events, and promote your events. So it's very easy to do. The address for America Recycles Day will be found right with the description of this podcast, so folks can go there and find out more about the event. I understand there's also a pledge online for America Recycles Day. Yes, it's something that individuals can do just to show their commitment to the environment and to recycling, taking a pledge to make sure they participate in their recycling program and recycle more materials. As you said earlier, Steve, people have become kind of used to recycling, almost too used to recycling. Um, We still haven't hit the target of 50% of our municipal solid waste being recycled, despite having a law in place for quite a number of decades, really, at this point. What do people need to think about? What do people need to remember 
when they're disposing of their household trash? And what do they need to remember in terms of putting into recycling? And, and why is it important for them to do that? I think first people must realize and understand that their recyclable materials are not trash. They're raw materials and commodities that are used by industry to make new products. And it's a very important feedstock for them. It not only conserves resources, but it saves manufacturers energy in making new products by, by using recycled materials. So it's a business. It's not an, strictly an environmental program. It's got serious environmental and economic implications, all positive. So when residents are trying to figure out what to recycle, they need to keep in mind that this is something that not only helps the environment, but also the economy. I love the way you put it, to think of these recycled materials as commodities. You know, if we had a an ingot of aluminum at home, we wouldn't just throw it in the trash, but really our aluminum cans are kind of an ingot of, of aluminum that can be reused and uh, helps reduce the need to get more bauxite out of the ground and create more aluminum and all of the processes that go into that. It's true. Aluminum is probably the most valuable material in the curbside recycling bucket. When people are separating their trash from their recycling, what's the best way to kind of handle that on a day-to-day basis in your home? Well, it really varies. Um, some people will have kitchen receptacle where they store temporarily the recyclables before bringing them to the garage or outside. Some people just bring them directly from the kitchen outside. It really depends. Some programs allow you to mix all your bottles and cans with your paper. It's called single streams. Some programs are still dual stream where the bottles and cans are separate from the paper. Uh, it really varies, but it's important to know what your municipality or county's recycling program requirements are so you're doing it right. I can remember back in the early days of the modern environmental era when I was in junior high school. Uh, we had an ecology club, as we called it back then, and I was a member. And we would have newspaper drives and aluminum can drives. And people would bring in their newspapers and we'd store them in a room. And eventually we, one of the teachers would let us uh, shovel these newspapers in the back of their station wagon and we'd take them to a center. Or the same with the uh, aluminum cans. So it's a lot easier now to do recycling today, isn't it? Yes, it is, and I remember those newspaper drives as well. I participated one or two in elementary school, and um, nowadays it's much easier. Convenience is the name of the game. It gets people, more people participating, so that's why single stream is so popular, because you can put everything into one recycling bucket. But either way, I think recycling has become a way of life in New Jersey over the past 30 years. Many of our residents have grown up always having recycling programs in place, so it should be second nature. But as with anything else, you need continued education about what's required and continue awareness and promotion to keep the program going strong. So as part of your regular household waste stream, really, what, what are the sorts of things that people can recycle as a general rule? It will vary across the state depending upon different municipal and county requirements. But in general, homeowners all will be recycling newspaper and mixed paper, bottles and cans. Some have gone beyond that. But those are your basic traditional recyclable materials. And the key is to keep that material clean and free from other non-recyclable trash. Why is that important to keep it separate? If you put some things in the recycling bin that don't belong there, won't those just be sorted out or does it create a bigger problem? It's a problem for many reasons. Um, The more trash that's mixed in with the recyclables, the higher the costs involved in separating the material out and the higher the processing costs the higher the collection costs, and it goes right down the line. And when you're trying to market that material, if it has a high level of contamination, the recycling mills will send it back and will reject it, and then there's an additional cost. 
And two, two or three years ago, China, who was a, a large a buyer of our recycled materials, started getting more strict on their standards and quality control, and they were starting to reject our loads of material because there was too much contamination. So this is something we've been trying to bring to people's attention, that they've got to keep it clean. And part of the problem is some people just don't know what to recycle. Part of the problem is some people are what we call wishful recyclers. They think, well, it's plastic, I'll throw it in there, It has to, maybe they can recycle it. But some materials are more readily recyclable than others. And when you throw materials that aren't required, it does drive up the cost of the program and makes the program much less efficient. I've always been a little confused about what kind of plastic I can recycle. And I understand there's a number or something somewhere on the plastic bottle or container. How do people find that? And what, what are the numbers that they ought to be looking for? Yeah, the plastic industry established a, a coating system for their different plastics, one through seven. Most, if not all, towns and businesses in New Jersey are recycling ones and twos, which are PET and HDP. That's your soda bottles, water bottles, and detergent jugs. The other plastics are not quite as easily recycled. There are some recycling markets for it, those materials, but it's not uh, as readily recyclable. Some counties or programs do recycle those materials, but it's important to know what your program requires. If they only want plastic type 1 and 2, that's all you should be putting in there. What are some examples of uh, the 3 to 7 numbers of plastics? Polypropylene is a big contaminant if it's in there and not supposed to be. Polystyrene, otherwise known as styrofoam, is also a a problem material, difficult to recycle. Steve, is bubble wrap recyclable? Yes, bubble wrap is recyclable, but it is not something that you should be putting in your curbside recycling bucket. That is a material that has to be kept separate in its own distinct stream, and then that is recyclable. Usually it's something that commercial businesses are recycling. Theoretically, everything probably be recycled, but it really depends upon if your program has an end market for those materials, whether they can accept them or not. And no curbside program is accepting bubble wrap because of its limited recyclability. Certain materials are recycled because there are strong processing centers and markets for those materials. Where can people go to find out what is recycled in their town or their county? The starting point would be your municipal website. And if it's not under a recycling link, it'll be under a public works link. And they usually do a nice job of listing the materials that are required. Some counties also run their own recycling program in lieu of a municipal program. So you can also check with your county websites, and they usually provide very good information. And, of course, there's the DEP website, which has a list of all the county's materials that are required. And we have a link to that as well on our description of this podcast. What are some of the materials most often found in the recycling stream that don't belong there? plastic grocery bags, things like that? What are some of the common items that people are trying to recycle that they really shouldn't? Probably the number one material that recycling centers do not want to see is plastic bags. They get clogged up in the machinery and have to completely shut down the entire processing system and pull out the bags manually. They get clogged in the machine just like hairs get clogged on the rollers of a vacuum cleaner. So that would be number one. They are recyclable, but they should be recycled through your supermarket program where they're kept separately. Some other materials that cause safety issues at recycling center are where people try to put in plastic syringes and needles. They think that because it's plastic, it must be recycled, but that causes some serious health issues at recycling centers. There's all kinds of strange materials that people are putting in their recycling buckets, like bowling balls and buckets and toys. 
some places may have a recycling market for some of this rigid plastic, but most are not going to be accepting those materials. Food contaminated paper is also an issue, so you don't want to put your food contaminated pizza boxes in your mix as well. Um, but it, as I said, it's very important to put the, only those materials that are required in your recycling container. And the best way to know that is to check out either your, your municipal or your county website where that information will be available. Yes, that's a good starting point because many towns have gone beyond the requirements of the county and rec recycled more materials, so it's very important to start at the municipal level. What happens to recycled goods after they've been collected? After they've been collected from the curb, either dual stream or single stream, they go to a processing center that's called an intermediate processing facility. And through manual and mechanical means, the materials are separated into their constituent parts. And they are further processed. Some are baled, some are compacted, some are shredded. And then from there, they go to domestic and foreign recycling mills, glass plants, paper mills, smelters of metals, and then they are made into new products and returned to the economic main mainstream. You mentioned uh, the problem that we've had with some recyclables being returned from China. I know we've all heard of the, the Great Wall of China. I've heard this problem described as the Green Wall of China. Uh, what actually happens? Do they send the stuff back or do they make the shipper clean it out before they accept it? How does that work? Yeah, the initiative was called the Green Fence, and they were very strict about what they would accept at this point because they were getting too much garbage. And when they were inspecting loads at the Chinese ports, if there were loads that were deemed too high in contaminants, the entire load was sent back to the U.S. at the expense of the person shipping the material. So it was quite an economic loss for those recycling companies. So it would be shipped across the Pacific on, uh, on big ships, refused to China, and then have to be hauled back to the United States on those same ships. Imagine the waste of energy and the uh, pollution that is caused by that sort of uh, wasteful activity. Yes, it's uh, a major environmental issue as well as an economic issue. So that's an important reason just in and of itself to make sure you're not contaminating the materials that you recycle. We've talked about household waste. What about in, a, in an office setting or a, a business office or, or a store? Recycling is required in all businesses and in, in institutions in New Jersey, institutions being colleges and hospitals, prisons, and they're generating very similar materials, similar to homeowners, and they are required to recycle office paper, corrugated cardboard, bottles and cans if they have a cafeteria. There's maybe some other requirements based upon where their business is located, but those are your basic materials still, that, and it's, it's very easy for businesses to do this, and we have a lot of businesses with wonderful recycling programs in New Jersey. Do we recognize any of those businesses for the work they do? Do we have any programs here at DEP to call out the businesses that do an especially good job of recycling? Yes, we have an annual recycling awards program that our department runs, and it's been in place for over 30 years where we recognize businesses and institutions and municipalities who are doing a great job of recycling. And just last month we had our most recent NJDEP Recycling Awards program, and it was quite a success. I understand there's also a poetry contest. Yes, for about 10, 15 years, we've held a poetry contest for 4th, 5th, and 6th graders where they submit poems about recycling, and we recognize the the best poems that have been submitted, and we also uh, provide them with awards at our awards banquet. That's great, because I think once you can get uh, kids 
interested in recycling, often they're the ones who will go home and make sure that their parents are doing it as well. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, what other initiatives does the EP have regarding recycling? We have a program called the New Jersey Wastewise and Business Network, which has been in place since 2002, where we have over 350 businesses and organizations as members. It's a free educational program that helps businesses learn how waste reduction, recycling, and recycled product procurement not only helps the, the environment, but also their bottom line. So it's, it's a very uh, well-received program, and it, we meet twice a year where we provide uh, different speakers on different topics, on showing them how to recycle different things, how to reduce their waste streams, to help the environment and to save money at the same time. Steve, America Recycles Day is coming up Tuesday, November 15th. What will you be doing to mark that day? I'll probably be doing what I do quite a bit of the time. I conduct cleanups of litter in my neighborhood, and I separate out the recyclable materials from the trash, and I've been doing that for about 15, 20 years now. So I'll probably just continue with that. And, uh, of course, through work, I'll be promoting America Recycles Day through the WasteWise Business Network and to our municipalities. Recycling is one of those environmental initiatives that every individual truly can make a difference, isn't it? That is true. What uh, can people do to find out more information about recycling in, in New Jersey? A good starting place would be the website of the, of the DEP, where we have a recycling link on our homepage. We also have an organization in New Jersey called the Association of New Jersey Recyclers, a nonprofit organization that promotes recycling. And, of course, there is a lot of good information on the municipal and county websites about recycling. Well, that's great. I know on uh, November 15th, you and certainly your colleagues in the recycling program at DEP, as well as thousands of people across the state of New Jersey, will be marking America Recycles Day. It's an important day to remember how important recycling is, as you mentioned earlier, both to our environment and to our economy, and it really is a way that individuals can make a big, big difference in the quality of life for people in the state of New Jersey and really around the world. So, Steve, thanks so much for joining us today to talk about recycling. It's been an interesting conversation. I urge people to check out the websites that we have links to on our description of this podcast to find out not only how you as an individual can participate in America Recycles Day, but also your organization, whether it's a school a business, an office, or any place where you spend your time. Learn how you can really promote recycling and help us get those recycling numbers up to where they ought to be. So, Steve, thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on the podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at dep.nj.gov. Enjoy the rest of your day.